What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. Thank you so much to everyone that listened last week and that's been listening. Y'all know, brought these to YouTube now, or back to YouTube, should I say, and we're on SoundCloud. Like, I'm just very excited and I feel inspired. And it's really thanks to you guys for giving me that motivation to move forward. So thank you. And also, I would like to shout out the girl that just minutes before I started recording this said, DM'd me on Instagram and said that she was listening to the last podcast. She said, I said, capitalism is such a scam or like productivity is a scam because I was in fact talking about that. And she said she's listening to that on her way to work. Then she goes to work with this attitude of like, fuck it. I don't need to be productive. These people don't care. Like this company doesn't care about me. And she had her most productive day yet. (laughs) That just really struck a nerve with me. But I think that also, like, it makes sense. As soon as you let go, it happens if it's meant to happen. There's something to that. And that really gets into kind of the actual factuals of the law of attraction. You know, people want to make their little YouTube videos. My favorite that I've been seeing is, like, how to manifest your dream body. It's It's like, I get what what you're saying i get the mindset but i still want to make fun of that when you just don't make something seem so out of reach it it becomes not that out of reach anyway i wasn't even planning to talk about all of that today but i just wanted to shout out to that girl also just some light updates i've been doing more lives on instagram so i'm sure if you listen to these podcasts you already follow me on ig but just in case you don't hit me up some people were requesting that i do a lit stream or like a drunk stream so if you would take part in that if you would watch if you would join the live let me know i know a lot of people have been doing that these days because of quarantine and i just think stella ray needs to put her own spin on it but yeah it's been super fun just to do lives and chat with you guys and yeah i just wanted to thank you guys for really being there for me so the first topic i wanted to discuss today actually comes from an ask on tumblr throwing it back to the tumblr days I am actually active on Tumblr again these days, so if you wanted to submit any questions. But Anonymous asks, hey Stella, hoping this can be for your podcast. I was curious if you feel like your attitude towards guys is manifesting not finding anyone. Asking because I have a similar attitude, men are trash, and my friend called me out saying that if I have that mindset, that's what I will attract. Thoughts. I just want to preface this by saying that that is not my attitude. I don't, I'm not one to say men are trash, because I don't want to believe that. So obviously, I'm not going to sit here and be like, not all men. Like, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that, you know, as someone who is unfortunately (laughs) attracted towards cishet guys, you do want to have certain standards, I guess, and qualifications. I do think there is some weight to, like, if you're always focusing on the negatives and always saying men are trash and just looking for something wrong in everyone that is what you're going to find because that's what you're looking for even if it's subconscious or not intentional but I would say throughout these past couple years of you know I guess becoming an adult and just moving from the teen scene (laughs) the teen scene of dating quote-unquote and just having these interactions or relationships with guys to now the adult dating pool and 
know, I guess when life was normal, going on dates and talking to people and just doing it in a more mature way. I've definitely learned a lot. And I think that's the beauty in dating. You know, I, I think I mentioned this in a vlog, but when people say I'm, I'm dating to marry, I only want to date someone that's dating to marry. That just doesn't really resonate with me because I feel like there's so much to discover about yourself and about the world in dating and in casual dating. That can mean casual sex or it cannot mean casual sex, but even in just hanging out with different people and meeting different people and learning how to navigate that and communicating. And, you know, everyone's different and everyone is going to bring out something different in you, whether it's good or bad. So I just think there's a lot there, a lot to be discovered. So anyway, throughout all of this, I've definitely learned a lot about what I like, what I don't like, my standards, and I guess also how to set those standards and how to set boundaries and how to just not go along with something or someone because maybe I'm uncomfortable to speak up. But I guess where this idea comes in of, oh, men are trash, it's like it's true in the sense of patriarchy is trash and a lot of the ways in which we have to interact with men or the ways in which men interact with us are very just trash facts. And that can be true without you personally believing men are trash and like viewing I guess your interpersonal relationships like that, you know, you can be on the lookout for the patriarchal signs, but that doesn't mean you have to say to yourself all the time, men are trash. You know what I mean? It's like, I would, I would personally rather have a positive attitude towards dating if it's something that I want to do and just have certain standards. And if someone doesn't meet those standards, okay, on to the next, someone else will, rather than just always having this negative mindset about it. I will say as someone who continually tries to educate myself about patriarchy and about misogyny and about capitalism and about all of these systems that are kind of set up to make a lot of people, a lot of different types of people fail. The more I, I guess I'm picky with especially the men that I choose to interact with or spend my time with or invest in. So many cishet guys are homophobic, misogynistic, transphobic, racist, just all of these things that I disagree with. And, you know, it's even like, oh, well, he's nice to me. It's like a guy can be nice to you because he finds you attractive and wants to have sex with you, but that doesn't mean that he respects women. You know, like, just because he's nice to you doesn't mean he respects you or respects women. Like, if he wasn't attracted to you, would he still be nice to you? Like, just things like that. And I would, I will say that because I have, I don't know if it's even, like, a subconscious thing. Like, it's just, if someone gives me even a hint that they have any of those characteristics of just not being a good person, I'm just automatically, like, next. It's not even an option in my mind. So I guess with that being said, once I kind of set those standards for myself, and those are just basic things. A lot of people or a lot of guys get cut out of your pool of options. So it just kind of makes things easier in the sense of now I don't have to deal with that. Like I'm not going to put up with that. That's like a hard no. I feel like a lot of times, and I know that I have definitely done this, especially in the past where I didn't really have as strict of things that I wanted in someone or things that I was not going to put up with, you know, there is a little fear that comes with that because a guy says something or like acts a certain way and 
we don't necessarily speak out about it or cut them off right away or distance ourselves because we're scared to lose them or that we're going to be alone. But I think once we can realize that attention and especially male attention is not hard to find and there's always going to be other guys out there, it makes letting go of those who are not the best for us or those who aren't in alignment with our values and beliefs, it just makes it easier. You know, okay, you say something homophobic, okay, bye. Like, I'm not, oh, okay, well, at least he treats me good. Like, at least, you know, he texts me back. It's like, okay, there's other people out there that will that aren't a piece of shit. Or even if it's something personal, like, oh, he's, like, said this rude thing to me or acts this way or, like, doesn't text me back or doesn't communicate. But, like, you know, at least I have him, though. It's, like, it's honestly better to... Just be by yourself and the attention that we crave, it's like that can be found elsewhere, first of all, but also you can fill that void yourself. And I think that's been a huge part of my personal journey this past year, the past couple years, just kind of realizing like there is that void that I think we all have. But at the end of the day, I think it just really comes down to It sounds so cheesy, but finding ourselves and being content with ourselves by ourselves. And this quarantine is honestly a great time to do that. Just practice being. I think a lot of people would rather be with someone that isn't right for them than be alone. And it makes sense because especially as women, we're really taught that you know, male attention is determines our worth. And, you know, our goal in life is to, our purpose in life is to get married and have kids. And we just, you know, everything is kind of pointed towards that. We grow up seeing Disney movies and just seeing all these messages from our culture and from society and media that, oh, ways to get a guy, ways to keep a guy, ways to get a relationship. You know, we're kind of brainwashed from a young age that this is what our life path is. So then our whole life just becomes almost about that or just like we place so much of our own self-worth into that and into are we single are we not how much attention how much male attention am i getting etc and i guess just once you realize my favorite word the scam of it all then it just becomes a little easier to catch yourself thinking those thoughts or having those feelings and just pointing them out to yourself and reminding yourself that it's okay i can navigate myself back to a place of self-love and I guess self-contentment and I can block all that extra noise out and it's definitely hard because again we're taught this from such a young age that this is our purpose in life this is our goal in life this is where our worth is our worth comes in our appearance and our proximity to I guess like marriage or like are we wifey or not it can be really hard to break free from that But it is what it is. So you can just catch yourself thinking those thoughts and nip it in the bud right then and there. So I have this book, Why Women Have Better Sex Under Socialism. And I've kind of been reading it for a while now. So this book is basically about, I guess, women having financial independence, not being dependent on a man or a nuclear family or marriage for, I guess, (laughs) coins. So in this chapter capitalism between the sheets 
there is basically this theory, sexual economics theory, and this is on page 114. She says, sexual economics theory assumes an underlying capitalist economy in which women have an asset, sex, they can choose to sell or give away either as sex workers or in less overt, but no less transactional ways as sugar babies, girlfriends, or wives. In order to meet their basic needs, food, shelter, healthcare, education, they must either sell their sex or earn money to pay for those resources another way. The more opportunities to they have to earn money, like in societies with high levels of gender equality, so women actually having opportunities to get educations and to get jobs and to essentially be their own breadwinners, the less reliant they are on selling their sex and the more likely they are to have sex for pleasure. One would also assume that women living in a society that provides its citizens with subsidized access to basic needs would have fewer incentives to hoard their sex in order to keep its price high. So at the beginning of this chapter, the author talks about this friend she had who was this rich guy and he would just always have a kind of dumb but really pretty girlfriend and he just kept getting used. I think this one girl, I don't know if it was him or that was a different example, but you know, just the example of he gets married to this beautiful woman who's kind of, you know, seems dumb, but it's like, oh, I like her that way. Like, I don't want her to be smarter than me. And then she literally divorces him right away, takes all of his money. And it's like, you want these beautiful women because you have money and you want this like trophy, but then you get mad when they're using you for that. (laughs) And then the guy, the author's friend, sees his lawyer friend that has a beautiful wife who is also a lawyer or just something you know really smart she's as equally as smart as her husband and he's like wow they actually seem to really like each other like he's not threatened by the fact that she's actually smart and has her own career like that's crazy and he just has this revelation like as he's a middle-aged man it's like are you fucking serious but anyway i just thought that was a really great way to I guess put into words what I'm always thinking or I guess trying to say. The woman of the future society is socially and economically independent. She is no longer subjected to even a vestige of domination or exploitation. She is free and on par with man and mistress of her destiny. She woos or is wooed and enters into a union from no considerations other than her own inclinations. If you don't have opportunity to make your own money and be your own breadwinner to have that financial independence you're more likely to stay with someone because they provide that for you you know whereas if you had your basic needs met if you had equal opportunity if you had a good job you wouldn't have that pressure of like how am I going to get my next meal or where am I going to live how am I going to get a good healthcare plan you would just be with someone because you actually love them and respect them as an equal So it's a really good book. Um, I would definitely recommend it. And I really think change is made through first just awareness, you know? So it's hard as an individual to like, oh my God, how am I going to change this whole system that's been in place for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years? But you know, it's like awareness, education, educating yourself, and I guess kind of reframing your mindset on how the world works and how it should and shouldn't and then how your own like even in your own personal decisions how do I feel like I have to navigate society or be in society and 
you know, how can I be an example to others that you don't necessarily have to do, you know, the tradition or the traditional path. Also, I just would like to say that I'm drinking a DIY cold brew that I put into my Starbucks cold brew cup from yesterday. Is that disgusting? I call it eco-friendly. Also, I think it was over the weekend, but Aisha Curry, and I'm talking about this because it's relevant, posted these bikini pics and she looks really cute, like whatever. But who remembers a few years ago when she said something about, I like to keep it covered up for the one that matters. It was basically implied that she said, I'm not like these other thoughts. I'm a wife. (laughs) Just dragging other women for wearing a bikini on IG. And now here she is a few years later doing the exact thing that she was so pressed about. (sighs) There's just so much to say here, but I will start by saying that it just kind of seems like people hate on things or other people that have what they want. So it's like maybe she was feeling insecure about her body and then she sees other cute girls, cute women, beautiful women putting their bodies on IG and she feels like, I don't look like that. Oh my God, those whores, like what are they doing showing their bodies? But then it's like, okay, now you feel cute, you've lost your baby weight and now you're doing the same thing. Also, it just kind of goes into this idea that women are either thoughts or wives there's no in between this book also said something about marriage and how it's basically just you're trading your sexual freedom for having your basic needs met and i was like oh my god that is such a good way to put it because it's like yeah monogamy and like oh you know if the man cheats it can be forgiven oh that's just how men are lol but like if a woman does like that's the most crazy thing anyone's ever heard of not promoting cheating but just saying like observing so we just need to get past this pick me mentality i think a lot of girls who do think like that like oh no i'm a wife like i'm not like these other thoughts it's like why why can't you just accept (laughs) why do you even have to comment on what other people are doing first of all but they do it because If I distinguish myself as being a good girl or being a wifey or, oh, I will cook for you, you want to be seen as the good one or the one to be chosen by men. First of all, have you seen men's standards? Like, you know, I know you know the Adriana Lima quote, I used to be, what did she say? I used to be flattered when men found me attractive, but men will have sex with a chicken sandwich. So if you are just living your own life unapologetically, minding your own business, then if you want to be with someone, if you want to, not when, if, if you want to, you will attract a person who just accepts you for you. Don't You don't have to do all this extra shit. Like, it's just unnecessary and makes you look dumb and honestly just contributes to the problem at the end of the day of patriarchy. Okay, that's what we want to avoid. But it's definitely interesting becoming aware of these issues and then seeing, I guess, in myself when it comes up. For example, I took a bikini pic yesterday and I was taking a lot of pictures so it wasn't like I was going to post it yesterday, but I still might post it. I'm not sure yet. But just thoughts like, oh, I don't know, is this too much? And then it's like, what do you mean too much? Too sexual? Too, oh, people might perceive this as I'm a whore? First of all, why do I care what other people think? And then also, what's wrong with being a whore? Like, define whore. Like, 
has sex with a lot of people is sexually free and then also how does a photo represent that so if you just kind of backtrack your thinking or i guess go deeper into the initial thought or emotion that comes up it's just kind of interesting when you see the patriarchy jump out you know even in yourself because again we grew up in this society bitch we have these ideas some of them at least ingrained in our minds and that's what makes a lot of things difficult i guess so if you think about aisha like judging and i mean i don't know her i don't know her brain but just as an example think of someone like that who's gonna judge other women for posting bikini pics she probably is triggered because she doesn't want to be you know known as that but then it's like why like what's wrong with that like why are you trying to separate yourself so hard from that what do you believe about that lifestyle or the that photo what kind of assumptions people are going to make about that and how will you be perceived by others you know it's like where's the fear coming from why are you so scared because it's really not about them it's about you and your beliefs it's just really interesting so yeah it's definitely something that i would recommend is like when you do have those thoughts just kind of ask yourself why and you can really do it with anything but this is definitely like a big issue for us like not just all posting a like a bikini pic on ig but just in who we choose to have interactions with or even like sometimes i'll be like oh i should tweet that and i'm like oh no like i don't want to be perceived as a but then it's like why do i care ask yourself that and sometimes you're at a loss for words even to your own self so with that all being said let's talk about OnlyFans. i definitely follow a lot of girls who do OnlyFans on twitter and ig especially twitter and like girls who have been doing it og since before it was even popping like it is now now it's it kind of annoys me that so many regular ass people are getting on it because you're kind of just taking away i don't know it's like people aren't even getting naked on there but they're using the image of sex workers to make it seem like they are but then you subscribe and it's like a pic you could post on instagram like i just feel like that's kind of scammy and like taking away from actual sex workers am i wrong but a lot of people have asked me if i am going to start an OnlyFans, and i have a few trains of thought so first off i will say that you have to think okay well first of all first of all people think it's an easy check people see these screenshots of earnings that are like thirty thousand for a month and the thing is it's not like it just comes easy like that especially if you're somebody like i already have a platform even though it's small i do have somewhat of a platform but especially if you're someone with like just a regular instagram account like doesn't isn't an influencer doesn't already have somewhat of a platform it's not like you're just gonna start making that and i know because once i thought about this i was like this just puts it all in perspective because it's tempting you see thirty thousand a month you're like that's crazy like why aren't i selling my nudes or videos it takes so much time I mean, not necessarily, but it takes time and it's work. And I know because uh, I think it was a couple years ago, Sonia and I started doing this live streaming app and we were under contract. So we were kind of working with this agency. It wasn't like we just signed up for the app on our own. It's like the agency 
I don't want to say hired us, but, you know, it was like that. Like, we were getting paid from them rather than the app. And it takes a minute to build up an audience and actually start making. And you would have to stream so long. And it sounds easy. Like, oh, you just get in front of a camera. And this was just, like, an IG live. Like, it wasn't nudity. It wasn't sexual. It wasn't, like, you would get sexual comments, but it wasn't, like, that kind of platform. But it's just an example of like, you have to put in so many hours and I just stopped doing it because it was too much and it was exhausting and just having to deal with all the comments from creepy guys, it was just a lot. Sonia stuck with it and she's like popping on there and she literally has to stream or she has streamed just so much to do that over the course of like a couple years. And I think with YouTube too, like it's not like when I first made a YouTube, I was making what I make now or you know what I made a couple years into doing it like it takes time and effort and the thing with OnlyFans or any kind of sex work in that way or like selling nudes or videos or doing any sort of porn like that is it is out there once you do it so like with live streaming I could just stop doing it whatever my profile is still up who cares like just follow me on IG. It's not like OnlyFans, whereas if after a month you're tired of it or you're not popping off like you thought you would or you're not making what you expected, all those photos, all those videos are still out there and people can screenshot them, people can screen record. You can't really control that. So once I kind of realized that, I was like, you know, that's true. Like, I don't know if that's something that I am really willing to commit to right now just in the sense of that like the amount of time and work you have to put into it it's a job just because it's non-traditional or oh my god you're naked like oh my god that doesn't mean it's any less work you know so just that's what I think about and tbh like even just with youtube and doing everything I'm already doing I'm like adding more to that like the amount of work I would have to put in to really make it pop off like all the promotion like you I know you guys see well maybe you don't I know it's my whole timeline but the amount of times girls have to like tweet their link and have new photos and new videos and I just see them tweet all the time about like oh I'm running out of content ideas or like fuck I need ideas for content it's like I already feel that with YouTube and like adding a lot onto that like yeah I guess you could do it in just a chill way where you just do photos and low-key thinking about doing that just because so many guys um just want to see photos like and even just with Instagram I've been kind of trying to tone it down like a couple years ago I was really just posting the ass pics and the bikini pics on IG so I'm like could I just post that on OnlyFans but then I'm like then am I one of the kind of like fake scammers that I was just talking about a second ago? It's like, join my OnlyFans. And it's like, just like a thong pick. Like, I don't know. Is that something people are buying? Like, I just don't want to be, a, like, I just don't want to hop on this trend. Let's just leave it for the, the girls who are actually dedicated and like working hard, not just sort of like oh my god I guess I'll just like try this like subscribe to my OnlyFans for like it's just annoying like seeing celebrities and YouTubers do it it's just 
you're not actually doing it. And I saw this tweet of this girl. Basically, um, this guy DM'd her and was like, oh, like I, I don't know if he paid for her OnlyFans or whatever, but he DM'd her and was like, oh, you said to DM after we paid it, so here I am. And she screenshotted it, and his bio had like a girl's name in it with a heart. She was like, oh, your man's not shit. And everyone's like, why would you expose your client like that? Because that's someone who's literally giving you money. Like, he's doing what you want him to do. He's giving you money to see whatever kind of content you have. And you're just going to screenshot it and expose him? And someone quote tweeted it and said, you're not a sex worker. You are a civilian selling nudes. <laughs> it's two different things. It's either like you get it and you're dedicated or... You're just trying to like hop on this trend, make a quick, a few quick bucks. And like you don't actually stand, understand the ethics of it and the fact that it is a job. And it's like just because it's sex work or nudity or porn or whatever, it doesn't mean that it's like a free for all and there's no ethics behind it. Like that's I think where a lot of people get it twisted. And yeah, I personally think it's great that I don't know. I've have heard a lot of things about the platform itself only fans that it's just like not really the best it's not like i don't know i just see a lot of complaints about it and i saw this girl post today that someone tipped her i think 500 dollars or like 400 on top of this 100 thing like i don't know and they just refunded him like he he refunded it and only fans like sorry there's nothing we can do like that's a lot of money just to be gone, like, with no explanation. So there's not that, like, protection. But I do like the fact that, I guess, just in general, women are able to have more control over, I guess, the ways in which they sell their nudes or, like, sell their content. I just think it's better that, you know, you're making the money. I was going to say all the money, but platforms like OnlyFans do take a percentage but you're just making a lot more than I guess the traditional porn industry because I have also heard a lot of complaints from that like oh you're really not making that much and it's just like they just kind of use girls and it's like the men at the top are really making all the money so it's cool that you know we have social media and we just have ways in which we can make our own money which goes back to the book about economic independence. So if you sell your nudes, get on it, bitch. Keep it up. I'm here for it. And yeah. So I guess to answer everyone's question, am I starting an OnlyFans? Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm not really dedicated. I'm not really willing to dedicate to the amount of time and work it goes into really selling content. But would I make one just like for pics? Like, I don't know. Is that ethical is that kind of like contributing to the problem let me know what you think and let me know if you have one and especially on OnlyFans like what has your experience been so that's the OnlyFans chat of the day but it's just annoying to see all these random like make one it's like I follow the OGs like I know the amount of dedication and work and time goes into this yeah anyway I think that's all I have to discuss today But thank you guys so much for listening and I would love to hear your thoughts on any of these topics down below. Don't forget to screenshot, take a screenshot of you listening 
and tweet it to me or post it on your IG story and tag me so I can retweet, repost, all of that. Don't hesitate to DM me. I've really been active in my DMs recently. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode.